All right, what's going on, guys? Welcome to Pure Evil MMA Podcast here on the Facebook page. Actually, we are going to be joined with Timmy Tyler. We're just getting off the UFC 240. It's been a hectic night here. It's a Monday. The entire studio is flooded downstairs. Timmy Tyler is going to be joining us right now, and he's going to be doing an interview here, which is kind of new here on the Facebook page. Me and you actually spoke about... Uh... I want to say three, maybe four years ago on Inside Submission, I think you were going into your first professional fight. I forgot who it was against, but uh, you actually had a lot of fight, and uh, you guys had a lot of beef built into it, so uh, I, I was really excited to see what was going on with your uh, with your professional career. What, what have you been up to? I know you have an upcoming fight right now. We're going to get into a lot, but uh, what's going on right now? Well, actually, I lost my uh, my pro debut it was against Elijah Harris. I think the fight that you're talking about is um, Ed Shoup. Um, it's one of the guys. Yeah. Yeah. Dislike. I dislike him. Um, I whooped his ass and won my first amateur title. Um, we were supposed to fight as pros. Um, the fight got announced. We backed out. All good. But right now, I'm one and three as a pro. I just picked up my uh, first pro victory um this past December. Uh, first round knockout. 36 seconds against Mike Taylor. So I've just been uh, laying low, um, taking some time off, working on basics, getting better, sharpening up the tools. But now I'm ready to get back on in there on the big stage, Ring of Combat, UFC Fight Pass, September 13th, and it's against a familiar opponent, Mike DeLuise. So he beat me as an amateur. So I definitely want to get that one back. Now, let me let me ask you this. For a lot of people out there, I've interviewed a lot of uh, UFC fighters that have fought opponents that they had in the past that they've either beaten or they've lost against. How motivated are you? You feel a little bit more comfortable going against an opponent that you've already gone against, or what are the uh, what what goes into fighting somebody that you've already been against? Because a lot changes since you know a couple of months or a year or two. Uh, I think that was like three years ago when I faced him. But honestly, uh, when I faced him the first time, it was for uh, Maverick. You know that that slime ball yeah. Willie Siska. I didn't really care about that fight at all, and I'm putting that on my, my son. I didn't care about the fight at all because I got fucked over by Willie. So um, I was comfortable in the fight. I already know what he's about. Um, I already felt his strength. I already know his weaknesses. Um, I know everything about him. It's one-dimensional. So um, when my manager hit me up and he's like, you know, we got uh, Mike DeLuisa, I was like, let's get it done because I already know what to expect. I'm, I'm not cocky or anything. I'm just uh, confident. Now, Timmy, that's yeah. one thing I know about you. And I, I need you to back up everyone here on the East Coast because we had a rough year last year here on the East Coast. Uh, everyone that went on the Tuesday Night Contender Series ended up losing for us. So far in 2019, I believe maybe one or, or nobody have won so far. And I, I know that uh, Richie, Richie, was, Richie Santiago went in for Cage Titans. And the Dana White Tuesday Night Contender Series, we got Fabio Charant going tomorrow. I mean, what do you got to say about the East Coast contenders? A lot of people say that we fight a lot of guys that uh, don't compare to the guys out west or down south. What do you have to say that makes you, uh, you know, represent East Coast that stands out different from everyone else? Well, honestly, man, I, I've been saying this since I first started. East Coast, we have the best fighters ever all over. We got, you know, Pat Sabatini, we have uh, Ryan Caparo, we have Jonathan Webb, we have uh, Paul, we have Paul Felder, we have a lot of good guys, man. 
like I said about the East Coast, we're all tough dudes. You know, New Jersey, Philly, that's the area that I'm from. And I said to my boys, Philly and Jersey has one of the the tough, we have the toughest motherfuckers around in Philly and Jersey area. It's We just have stacked fighters in, in every weight class and a lot of, a lot of talent in the East Coast. A lot of a lot of studs. A lot of beef. So I just I want to be like them. I look up to a lot of these fighters. Now I gotta ask you this: the Dana White Tuesday Contender Series may not be for a lot of fighters. Is that something that you're looking into? Because listen, if you go into the Contender Series and you don't win, you might be set back two, three years to get back to a spot like that. How do you right. feel about the Contender Series? Is that for you, or are you looking for a, a, another way into uh, the Big Show? Honestly, um, September 13th, I'm looking to make a statement. I knocked my last guy out in 36 seconds, and I'm making a statement September 13th. You know, I had a lot of people say I don't belong in, in a professional, you know, professional uh, stage, but I proved I proved them wrong by knocking this dude out. Why are they saying that to me, Timmy? Why 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 are they saying that? Honestly, um, I, I rushed everything. <clears throat> I didn't really listen to nobody when they were telling me, you know, take some time off. Uh, Relax. I was like hard headed. That's why I started off 0 3, but I had to take a step back and um, <clears throat> had to well, go let me back to the draw. Let me ask you this, Timmy. Uh, for a lot of fighters that listen to the show, this is some real talk right here. When you decide to make your jump from amateur to pro, what have been the big differences that you've seen that uh, you, you'd like to warn people about, you know, taking their time? Instead of jumping, you know, head first in the professional outlet. I mean, uh, you know, what's the biggest difference? Honestly, uh, it's it's the competition. Honestly, it's competition. Once you turn pro, there's a lot of more stuff that you have to, you know, neutralize as far as knees, elbows, um, head kicks, um, uh, a lot, just a lot of stuff you have to neutralize. As an amateur, you only, and, and as an amateur, all all they do is wrestle you. So um, what my coaches were trying to tell me was, you know, we want you to be well prepared before you step and turn into a pro. But I, I really listened. I felt like I was ready, and I jumped in there. I was 0-3, and then I was looked at as a, as an easy win. So, All right, so wait, Timmy, Timmy, uh, the owner, my old boss over at uh, MyMMAnews.com says, back up a little bit so we can see your, uh, so we can see your face a little bit. Uh, Listen, we got to ask you this. Honestly, before you became a pro, what was that decision? Like, what made you feel like you could make it as a professional? What was that decision? You're saying you went against your coaches and everything they said. Uh, what was the decision? What made you feel confident? Um, I was on a hot streak. So, October, I destroyed Ed Shoot in his hometown. I won the belt. A week later, two weeks, a week and a half later, I destroyed Will Dill, and they called that fight a draw. Um, then after that, I, I won my second title against Mike Walters, who was ranked number nine in Pennsylvania. And then right then and there, me and my uh, coach, Jesse Phillips, he said, um, you know, that was your last fight. But then, you know, I was like, you know what, let me get one more in there. That's where Delaluisa came up. You know, Maverick hit me up. You want to face Delaluisa on a week? I was like, sure, yeah, boom. So I didn't really have to take that fight, but that just proves how I am. You know, I, just, I love fighting. So basically, I was on that tear. I was like, technically I was three and zero, but they call that fight, uh, you know, a draw. But I was on three and zero. I was three and zero. I won two belts in my last four amateur fights. So I was like, you know what? 
I feel like I'm ready. I was just on I was just on a hot streak, you know. I just felt like I was ready. So confident. You felt confident. Yeah. Yeah. And that well, Deluisa that Deluisa fight it didn't really do anything to me at all. Like it didn't really phase me at all. Now obviously there's a lot of hype going on in CES here in Connecticut. We got Don Gotti the third. We got uh Mike Kimball, Jesse and James Kazakowski. But let me ask you about Mike Kimball. Do you know who Mike Kimball is? And uh, if you do, what do you think about him? No, I don't know. Uh, wait, I think, um, what is he? He's, 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 uh, yeah, he's a bantamweight, right? Yes, I, I believe. Yeah, I, I, I saw he was uh, actually, uh, um, I saw he was uh, going at it with uh, Phil Caracapo, who's on a contender series now. They're going at it, you know, on, on Instagram. I was, I followed him. But I've never seen him fight. i just seen that, you know, he was getting into it with, like, a, a local guy around, so. Let me ask you this then. So with Bellator, you got a lot of guys that are coming up. They're getting success on some of these, you know, regional scenes. Yet Bellator comes through and they say, let me give you an offer. You can fight on the prelims. Maybe you get one of the after fights after the main card. If they came up to you, do you have enough knowledge to know that you need to be hesitant about that? That's something you need to discuss before jumping the gun? Or how would you react? Like, I feel like now in 2019, Bellator is definitely making – uh, more of an impression, but still the UFC is the main goal, correct? Correct. Everybody, uh, their main goal is those three letters, UFC. So you feel if, if Bellator approached you and was like, listen, we want to give you the opening bout on the main card, not on the prelims, but on the main card, we're going to take care of you with, with this amount of money. Would you take that or would you hesitantly wait and, you know, get a little bit more experience. Because I feel like a lot of people out there thought Mike Kimball jumped the gun a little bit. Yeah, he got the finish. In the, and I love Mikey Kimball. I've, you know, talked to him face-to-face. Uh, is, is that something that you'd be hesitant about? Or, like, what have you learned so far jumping in the pro career? You said that, you know, your coaches were saying not to be pro, to take your time. Are you being a little bit more hesitant about that? Or are you going to be a little more conscious about moving forward not jumping in the gun? Like we've seen in the past yeah, with other fighters, it goes both ways. You hear it a lot. When opportunity knocks, you gotta you gotta take it. But so then, um, like you said, um, I've been um, I've been letting the people who know more about this about this business. I've been letting them take care of everything, and I just focus on on my my meals and my training and you know just been letting the uh, manager Jason Martinez. I've just been letting him take care of everything. But now, to answer that question, it's, it's kind of hard because like. If Bellator hits me up and you know we want to we want to give you a fight, I would honestly talk to my people, and I'm pretty sure they would say you know let's go for it because it's what if it's a once in a lifetime opportunity you know True. what what if it's once in a lifetime opportunity what if what if that's the opportunity that I need to you know get my son to where to where he has to be you know what if what if that's the opportunity for me and my family so you only I, get I, I one shot that. right. You're related right, to exactly. by, yeah, by the opportunities you take and especially by the opportunities you don't take. So the right. it puts fighters and, in and, a really weird position. And and if Bellator hit me up, man, I would say, uh let me let me let me face Mr. Dylan Danis. That that guy pisses me off. I, I just don't like the way he is. Dylan Danis. Here's what stood out about me. Me and you, we like we said at the beginning of this interview, you stood out to me. Uh three probably four maybe almost even five years or I'd say about four, three, four years ago, one thing that stood out about you is that you can entertain the fans. You got what it takes 
to speak on the mic, to go in there, hype everybody up, sell tickets. How much of an influence has that made in the last couple of years? Is that something that – have you always been like that, like back in middle school or high school when you're back out in the schoolyard on recess? We're always hyping it up like, man, we meet the, we meet the uh, black guy at 3 o'clock. We meet in the baseball diamond. Have you been like that or is something that you picked up because specifically of mixed martial arts? Funny, funny you said that because I used to post – I. I cannot make this up. I used to post on my Instagram early in the morning when school started, you know, pissed off. And whenever in school, when I said I'm pissed off, people knew that it was I was going to fight later after school. So, yeah, I've always been like that. You know, I like I like, uh, I like hyping stuff up. I like um, bringing a large crowd. But And actually, a lot of people like me. A lot of people don't like me. But the people who don't like me, they, they say, oh, we don't want to – we want to see him get his ass whooped. But you're paying – you're, you're paying me to see me get my ass whooped. You're helping me with tickets, though. So, yeah, I've always been like that, you know. Um, I just I like to be the, the center of attention, you know. Ain't nothing wrong with that. But um, back then, I don't know if you, you realized back then, like three years ago, I was it was that bomb this and that bomb that, you know. This yeah. Combo, I calm down. I calm down a lot, you know. I relax a lot. I still, I still speak my mind when, when I have to. But other than that, I don't go on Facebook and call people out anymore. You know, I just I just I just fight, you know. Well, you look at people like Ben Askren. This is a really good question. Uh, you, you see people like Ben Askren that go in there, they hype fights up. You see people like uh, James Vick. They go in there, they hype fights up, they get knocked out. A lot of these fans out there, they could be brutal, but yet they want these fighters to go out there and get excited about fights. What do you got to say to these fans that give the fighters so much hate that are sitting on their couch, eating Cheetos, talking this, talking that? I mean, what, what, what does it take? for somebody like you to go out there and talk all this, back it up, and yet hear from the people on social media, uh, you know, you're not good enough, you're this, you're that. How do you respond to those people, the haters, so to say? It's, it's, it's real simple. Get in the cage or shut the fuck up. Yeah. And just buy the pay- or is shut the fuck up and buy the pay-per-views, fill our pockets, or get, the, get in there. It's real simple. Shut up, fill our pockets, buy the pay-per-views, talk, you know, whatever. Or get in there. Real simple. Either get in there or you fill a pocket. Let me ask you this as well. Step outside of the fight world. Put yourself in the position of a fan. Now, $70 for a pay-per-view could be a lot of money. Do you feel like UFC should make it so, you know, if you just want to see the main event or the co-main event, you could just pay $40 instead of the 70 for the five fights? Would you like to see that kind of change moving forward or – or are you okay with that? Nah, it's nah, it's, it's okay because I'm I'm a wrestling, I'm a huge wrestling fan. So sixty dollars is the price that I'll always pay to watch, you know, the WWE pay per views, and that's the number I'm used to seeing. Fifty nine ninety nine. That's what I'm used to seeing. I'm pretty sure that's what everyone's used to seeing for boxing fights and MMA. And but nowadays, twenty nineteen, you can watch everything online. You got these little hackers. You can <laughs> hack the the, so the network or whatnot and watch the pay per views. So. Timmy, let me ask you this. What is it like growing up in, in, in Philly? Or you're in New Jersey, right? You're in New Jersey? Camden, yeah. All right. So uh, what, what is it like being a young up-and-comer out in that area? Uh, when, when you got guys like Frankie Edgar out there, you got people like Matt Sarah that have made a difference in the past. Uh, Mickey Gall, I believe, is out in that area. What is it like? Like, who inspired you in the past 
to become uh, where, where you are today. Was it fighters, or what, what, did you just follow this blindly? You didn't really follow mixed martial arts. You just kind of stepped into it through your own thing. Right. So I wrestled for 12 years. And I also played football. So the plan was to play football. I didn't really pay attention to mixed martial arts, you know. I would see it, but I, I didn't really sit down and get into it. Um, I started watching UFC in, like, 2000, 2010. Was it yeah, Fighter or was it, uh, uh, what was the name of the show? Not the Ultimate Fighter. Yeah, the, uh. Ultimate Fighter, yeah, Ultimate, Ultimate, right, uh, Ultimate, uh, yeah. Yeah, I saw, no, nah, it was, um, yeah, I, I would, uh, I would scroll past UFC, I would, you know, I'd be like, yo, this is boring, you know. Yeah. Um, it was one of those fights where it was, like, a technical fight, it wasn't, like, a knockout, and the first fight I saw was, was actually GSP and Matt Serra's, like, oh, uh, UFC Unleashed. What was that episode? It was UFC Unleashed. Season, oh, Unleashed, but that was actually season four, I believe, of Ultimate Fighter, right? Um, I, the comeback. What I don't I, know what but it was the comeback season where Matt Sarah beat Gia. Right. Yeah. But that that's that yeah. After I saw that, that's when I'm like, you know, hmm, this is pretty cool. Um, because I'm like, I'm looking at George St. Pierre, and I'm like, he's like a legit fucking wrestler. You just can't take you know stop him. So um, I went to the – I was looking on Google, and I was looking up, you know, MMA gyms near me, UFC gym, and Cherry Hill popped up. So you went to went Longo, I'm guessing, right? No, 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 UFC gym and Cherry Hill. Okay. Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Yeah. And um, I was talking to the owner, Alex Barboza, who's actually really good, good dude. He owns the gym now. It's, he, he, him and his brother, it's called TKO Fitness now. Um, if you guys are ever in Jersey, check it out. Cherry Hill, New Jersey, TKO Fitness, the Barboza brothers own it. But yeah, he was talking to me. He was like, yeah, kid, um, got a lot of work to do um, to get where you want to get. He was telling me about Paul Felder and Jonathan Webb, and I was so excited. I went home, and I searched all these guys up, and I'm like, yo, these guys, they, they train there. Like, they got their own UFC gloves. They're in the UFC. They, they, they train at this gym, you know. And the first time I saw Felder, I'm like, wait, he was on TV. That, you know, I got excited, you know. So, but, yeah, the plan was it was to play football, and then um, I, MMA just took over after seeing that fight. It just grabbed my attention. It's, it's so crazy. A lot of people out there that are realizing that, you know, with social media nowadays, we're getting so many opportunities now. But it's every opportunity that you take. Like, you just going to that gym and seeing that, it leads to this road. You going to that road opens up three different roads that you can follow. I feel like this day and age, we're going to see in the next five years so many new athletes join mixed martial arts. You, you can see it already within the, uh, you know, just right. gain away season a contender series. So let me ask you this. For everybody that's in high school right now listening to this, that they may be going through the wrestling practices. They may want to give up. They may want to quit because they want to hang out with their friends. They want to smoke weed. They want to, you know, just get high and go meet girls. What is your advice to stick with them? What's the payoff after high school that you can give to these kids? A, a few things. Great. You gotta, you just gotta stay focused. If this is what you really want to do, you gotta put. It has to be your life. Um, morning, afternoon, night it has to be your life. You know, train, train, train. You have to take it real serious because, like, um, I'm blessed that I was, my first three opponents were they were savages, man. Um, Elijah Harris, uh, Kahim Murray, and Jamal Johnson. I'm blessed that I didn't get seriously hurt, you know, because I didn't really um, 
I, I would I knew what to do as far as training. I would always show up and, and fight. Like I would always train, but I didn't really. I, I was just I was cocky. I had the pro, I had the title pro, so I'm like, you know, I'm unstoppable. Blah blah blah. But you got to take this shit really serious, or you could it could be your life, man. You could, it could fuck you up really. Fast. It's so important, man. Like I face these struggles all the time, even as a media member. Like I gotta stick with it. Do you know? Four interviews a week. I gotta do a podcast. I gotta travel here. I gotta get this interview done. I gotta go to work. I gotta make this money. But then, man, the one thing that gets in the way is the girls. The girls can take you for a trip. They can bring you on a ride and get you out of your element, out of out of your zone, and get you so messed up in your own head. How do you keep yourself away from the the game that these girls play. How, how, how do you keep yourself focused? How do you not well, focus? well, I've been with my girl for three years. Um, she actually, oh, so yeah. you have a girlfriend? Yeah, we're, yeah. Um, I've been with her for three years, and she's been there since I turned pro, actually. So, you know, she supports it and all. We, we talk, you know. Um, she's handling all of the marketing and ticket sales for this fight. So a lot of um, a lot of these girls, like where I'm from, a lot of these young girls, they like drama. They they put on Facebook, you know, um, I want to fight this girl, I want to fight that girl, blah blah blah. Um, I don't really pay attention to that. It's just, you know, it, it actually irks me because I'm like, you guys have so much potential to be something else, and you guys are just trying to put on a show for for for, uh, for social media. But back in high school, that stuff used to bother me. I used to get in arguments with females and stuff, but it don't bother me anymore because I got big support group so now one of my last questions to you timmy is what can everybody expect if they go to your fight what are, what are you going to put on what's the biggest change that you put in to uh, your fight game trust me i love to joke around have fun but i am a different person right now like i, I know you hear it a lot you know people say it's cheesy it's corny but i'm just on a whole nother level man like um deloisa he's I guess he's playing his little mind game tactics. Uh, I was on my Instagram live with my son, and he jumped on his Instagram live with his son, and he's like, "Hi, Timmy Tyler," shit like that. And I'm like, "Kid, I'm gonna fucking school you," and I cannot wait. Like, you know, these these people, I feel like he's trying to play mind games because he don't he hasn't he doesn't know what I've been doing. I've been real silent on, on social media. I've been doing my thing. I feel like it, he's getting nervous. That's why he's trying to trying to get at me. As soon as the fight was announced, he's trying to get at me, but I'm I'm not letting it bother me. Actually, uh, sent him a message on Instagram. And I was like, you know, focus on what you're doing, cause when we get in there, we gonna we gonna go to work. We gonna go to we gonna go to war. It's gonna be it's gonna be crazy. And this time, I'm taking it 100 percent serious, cause I already know what this kid has to offer. So, I don't care about where he trains at. I don't care about any of that. That doesn't phase me. I know who I am. I know what I can do. And I know focus to me, Tyler is a, is a bad motherfucker. That's all I'm gonna say. Back when I was an amateur, when I was on that terror, man, that's that's the level I'm at now. That's the level where, that's where I'm at. Then I'm just I'm just focused. I'm motivated. I'm hungry, and I'm one and three right now. But in real reality, I'm one and zero. Timmy, I've been watching you bloom over the last couple of years. I think you got what it takes between the entertainment side, uh, with, with with you learning as a professional, with all the opportunity ahead. And I want to thank you so much for joining me here on Pure Evil on May. Last but not least, where can people find you on social media? And can people reach out to you if they want to get tickets for this fight? Do you still have tickets available? 
Right. So um, I'm huge on social media. I'm 22. So I have Snapchat. Uh, that's Timmy underscore Tyler 15. Um, Instagram is what was my Instagram? Was it two underscores? I forgot what what I did. It's, uh, Timmy underscore Tyler. It looked like two underscores actually, but I think it was Timmy underscore Tyler. I'll put it in the link down below here on YouTube, though, for everybody. All right, so, yeah, my Instagram is Timmy underscore Tyler. I think it's two underscores. You can try two or one, but Facebook is Timmy Tyler. I have my fight page. is Timmy versus Tyler. So, um, I have uh, tickets, man. You guys do not want to miss this fight. Um, I'm really trying to steal the show. I'm, you don't understand the stuff. I think about it every day, you know. I highlight real finished. I'm, I'm not going here for a decision. I'm going there to put on a show, man, because you never know. I go in there and destroy this kid, and that's my way out, you know. I'm, I'll make it out of this, this crazy area. There's a lot of people, two, uh, a week ago, two weeks ago, someone was killed two blocks up three from me on my grandparents' street. So um, I'm just I'm just motivated, man, and, and I'm changed. I'm, I'm humble now. And I had my little fun when I was 18 and all. I took shit, like, for granted. I was calling people out, not really focusing on training, but... I'm, uh, I'm in a better place now, and I just want to put on a show, man. Just, uh, you guys can hit me up anytime for tickets. I have, uh, 60 tickets available. I got my sponsors. They're all, I got everything in, in order, man. I'm doing everything right. So, I promise you guys, it's going to be a good fight. It's going to be a really good fight. It's going to be one-sided, you know. He's going to be disappointed, and I'm, I'm really confident right now because I know, I know what to expect from him. So, it's going to be a good fight. It's not, it's not being cocky. Like I said, it's not being cocky. It's just confidence. That's have you tried CBD? Uh, and if so, what are the uh, results that you've seen? Does it work, or have you heard anything good about CBD using CBD? Um, yeah, I've been I've been looking that up. I've been uh, got some people on uh, Instagram. I've been trying to get like a package. I was actually in Texas on July 13th, and um, it was like a convention, and it was like CBD everywhere, and I'm like interesting, so. Nope, I think we're losing you, Timmy. Timmy! Yeah, I'm here. Alright, I was, I was just double-checking. Last but not least, Timmy, I want to thank you so much for joining us here on Pure Evil on the Mac. We're going to be tuning into your fight. Uh, where, where can people watch the fight? Is it going to be aired, or where, where can people do It's going to be on YouTube. It's going to be on a big stage. It's going to be on UFC Fight Pass. UFC yeah. Fight Pass, September 13th. It's my time to shine. It's time to put on the show. It's time to go out there and, and show these guys what I'm all about. What I'm all about. I'm sorry. Lights all right, guys. It's time to go. The reel is on the rise, guys. Give Timmy Tyler a follow. Timmy, enjoy the rest of your night. God bless and wish you the best of show.